You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Richard Kunst along with Cindy Jennings. And Cindy and I are coming to you from Duluth, Minnesota, from uh, shores of beautiful Lake Superior. And we went for, we're going from the Rhubarb Festival to a totally different type of subject. We have Dr. Paul Shalou, the author of Dying Without Fear, a book that I think has recently come out. Doctor, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Well, I uh, worked for 30 years for IBM as an engineer. I uh, changed, changed past completely in 2015 based on a dream that uh, I needed to do teach the teachers. I took that to mean that I had to get a PhD and uh, teach catechists because I had been a catechist for 15 years. I uh, got, a, got a master's in uh, religious education from Fordham University and a PhD in moral theology from Catholic University of America. I still teach at Catholic University. Uh, and I still do as an active catechist in uh, St. Agnes Parish in, in uh, Arlington, Virginia. Uh, and is is this okay. your fir- is this your first bu- book that you've authored? No, it's the second book. Uh, the first book was uh, was Why All People Suffer. It came out in twenty twenty one. And this one is titled. I, I was correct with the title, the title "Dying Without title Fear." Dying Without Fear. Okay. So, uh, what what possessed you to write this kind of a book? Well, the first book I wrote because uh, because my uh, I I. Uh, Diagnosed with early onset Parkinson's just after I got to a Catholic University, and the uh, neurologist that I picked up from the internet uh, asked me why people suffer. I said I didn't know, and I didn't have any interest in that topic. And she said, "Well, you need to be interested in it because it's important to to a lot of people." And she convinced me, and I uh, went through and and uh, changed my my uh, topic and uh, pursued that, and I. My dissertation and uh, the book followed very shortly thereafter for uh, general audiences, and uh, that was why all people suffer. And I touched upon dying as part of that in uh, in the first book, and I gone through a lot of interviewing cycles, and, and a lot of the interest was on the death part of it. It was a very short part, only 14 pages, but uh, I expanded that to this book, and uh, at the same time. Parkinson's was kicking in more, 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 more hard, and uh, and my mother also passed away on Mother's Day, uh, 2022, from dementia. So a lot of real life experience to share, and uh, it's kind of cathartic to me to write about these things because it, uh, you research uh, and deeply think on a topic, and uh, it make it understand it better for myself, and also and then I can translate it for other people. So I do it for both reasons. And it, how long have you been, uh, when were you diagnosed with the Parkinson's? 2015. Okay. Okay. And I was told at that point that I would be functional for five to seven years, and so I've already passed eight, so it well, good. pretty well. Yeah, no, great. Congratulations on that. Um, you know, obviously death is a part of everybody's life, and everybody faces death from a different angle and a different experience of it. Uh, when you when you write this book, I haven't seen the book myself. I haven't read it. Do you take it from a faith perspective? Is there a big element to that? Well, yes. I mean, 
this uh, this book comes from the standpoint that God loves us and all things lead to salvation. Same book, same the same concept as the first book, and that all the things that you see that are really you feel is negative or actually positive because they're part of God's plan to to help us. And so I, I explore that in both uh, why all people suffer and, and also in this book, dying without fear. It it strike me it'd be almost impossible to die without fear if you didn't have faith. That's right. I mean, In because... fact, that's the biggest demarcation. Because people who don't have faith are just uh, uh, don't trust in God, and they don't have a, don't have a feeling for good things that could happen from it. Because all they see is what's life and and uh, death is the end of life. So they see it as an ending, not a beginning. It makes a huge difference in really what people think about. Right, because without faith, you're looking at personal extinction. Right. And Something with faith, else. yeah, with faith, I like, there's a, um, uh, I use this in homilies at funerals fairly regularly when St. Therese, the little flower, was in the process of dying, one of the sisters asked her if she was afraid to die. And she kind of got a little bit upset at the sister that asked the question. She said, and her response was, why would I be afraid to die? Death is nothing more than the soul leaving the body, and that is it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, from the faith perspective, if we can, like, Saint, take that St. Therese's uh, mindset, it's like, death is just the soul leaving the body and nothing more. If we can really live that, if we can really make that our concept of death, then the fear factor is always going to be there to a degree, but much lessened, I would think. Well, I mean, part of the fear factor is, is the judgment aspect of it. Heaven and hell. The four last things, judgment, heaven, and hell, uh, all lead to uh, to different things and uh, different aspects of, of uh to die and what causes fear of it? Because if you if you were going to go to heaven, everybody's going to go to heaven, and there's no judgment involved. Then, um, then of course there would be very little fear because mm-hmm. because all these keys are good. And in fact, that is how it is for Christians. But but um, for people who have no faith, they don't they don't all they see is is the negative aspects of it. Um, the pain associated with terminal suffering and the uh, and the uh, ending of it all, and uh, that, that causes a lot of fear. Right. Yeah, and it is interesting. I, I just had a, a, f- a funeral yesterday, and I'd made mention in the funeral that, you know, if you were to see Michelangelo's, uh, he's got a in the Sistine Chapel, he's got a um, uh, the final judgment scene, and there's one part of that final judgment scene in the Sistine Chapel where there's like three or four angels holding up this big, thick book of the damned, and then a small, another angel, single angel, is holding a small book is the book of the saved and the book of life. And so back at that period of time, like in the 1500s, the concept was most everybody's going to hell. And, and, and now we've become full circle, like the pendulum swung the other way. It's like now everybody's going to go to heaven. And so it's like there's a middle, both of those are, in a, you know, are unhealthy. The middle ground is you know, basically what Paul says in his letter to the Corinthians is that we're, we'll be judged on what we did in the body, good or bad, right? So it's like, we can't, it's bad to say everybody's going to hell, and it's bad to say everybody's going to heaven. You know, we, the, the, it's how we live. Both said, both said unreal expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you think everybody's going to go to hell, then that, 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 that means that you can't be saved, and if you, if you, if you only can be saved, then and uh, that takes away the huge motivation in order to live like God. Right, right. 
Yeah, yeah we've just we've just uh, come a, a, the pendulum. And for me as priest, you know, the, the struggle for me is to see people that, you know, or to, to deal with people that think that no matter what they do, they're just going to go to heaven because that's the way everybody does. And that's kind of like the overriding sense of people these days but that's a that's equally as unhealthy and and tough from my standpoint as priests especially when i'm dealing with funerals all the time right i mean the thing to think about is that uh is that um there's, there's judgment and there's, and there's uh mercy and uh mercy mercy involves uh giving you a chance to be it's not, it's not licensed just giving you a chance to make up for what you've done and if you don't take advantage of that that's a pity and most people have the opportunity to do so they most people know when they know they're, they're dying nowadays 80 percent of people die of uh, terminal diseases either cancer or, or failure of an organ and it takes time for those things to die and increasingly you get dementia but uh, but uh, it takes but everybody, almost everybody eighty eight percent of the people today have have a, a warning that uh, they're going to die before they do and if they, if they don't take the opportunity to reconcile with God that's a very huge huge problem yeah in their report we might we might say that this is a yet another illustration of God's mercy to us. That he gave us that opportunity to, because I mean, the as godless as our culture has become, it's like God gives us still that opportunity to have some sort of a, a, um, maybe deathbed conversion. Not everybody takes that advantage uh, of that, but uh, a lot of people do. Certainly, again, as priests, I get called to bedsides of people that are dying that have never darkened the door of the church in the last fifty years. You know, I I see that all the time. And so then, as you say, doctor, that death is. Uh, God gives the type of death that we're experiencing more and more these days. People have that grace that they can have that conversion. Right, and a lot of people don't think that eternal suffering is, is a good thing, but it's a, it's a very good thing because it tells you that you're dying. And um, if you didn't know that, if, you, if you're going to get a five plus, for instance, uh, it's a quick death, maybe, but uh, but uh, you have no chance to reconcile with with God, and there's no chance to reconcile with your other people either. So if you have some festering uh, problem with somebody that you've never been able to deal with, that's, that's an opportunity to lost. Right. Yeah, I think of my grandmother, who I consider a saint. Uh, she All her life she prayed for to die of cancer because she wanted the opportunity to make peace with God and with others, just like you said. And then, you know, there's a, also a, a redemptive value of suffering if we handle it in an appropriate manner. And so That's it's right. interesting that you say that <clears throat> we're over 80% of people that have that opportunity now to have a protracted death. So if you speak, it sort of will. And so uh, that's that's a good thing overall, even though people think suffering and pain is the worst thing and to be avoided at all costs. That's not the way Catholics look at it. Well, suffering, has, there's, there's four tasks of suffering that take you from sin to salvation. The first task is to, uh, it's just a feedback loop that you get with, you know, if you eat too much, you, you feel full, and, and you drink too much, you get a hangover, and you don't eat enough, you get hungry, and, you know, there's a feedback loop that, that tells you what you should do and what you shouldn't do. That's how lower self virtually virtuously and not uh, and not just make it makes things uncomfortable. So the second task is to align us to God, and it does this by by uh, demonstrating His way of avoiding and eliminating suffering. And and uh, if you do it the other way, then you cause suffering. 
Mm-hmm. And the third task is to is to give us motivation and opportunity to love our neighbors, at least in our love of neighbor. And the fourth task is, is increasing the intensity of that love to the point that you're willing to suffer or even die for the life through the benefit. That's that's divine love and that's redemptive love. Right. So, right. so I I believe that, that that suffering leads you from from one one side from sin all the way to, to salvation if you fall if you if you do eat it. Right. Yeah, I mean it's a comp- I mean it's 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 our view of suffering is very different than our society. There's no doubt about. It. We're talking to Dr. Paul Shalou about his book Dying Without Fear. We're going to continue this conversation uh, after this very brief break. So please stay with us. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. God's blessings to all of you. My name is Father Chad Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And this year I celebrate 25 years of being a priest. And the joy, the great things that I love about the priesthood is the deep relationship that Jesus and I have as speaking heart to heart. He knows the depths of my heart, and he speaks to all of us in the depths of our heart. That's what I enjoy about being a priest, that I get to speak about Jesus, not just on Sundays, but every day of my life, and that I've given my life to Jesus and the church. What a wonderful grace and a gift that has been for me for 25 years, and to serve the good people of the Diocese of Fargo, but just to serve the church as a whole. May God continue to bless all of you as you listen to Real Presence Radio. Let us run to Mary and as her little children cast ourselves into our arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Okay, everybody. So this is Aaron. Sorry, we're having some technical difficulties here. Father Kunst appears to have dropped here. So we still have our guest, uh, Dr. Paul Shalou, on the line here. Dr. Paul, could you pick up where you left off and just tell us a little bit more about the book, please? Yeah. Um, so the book is, is divided into four parts, kind of 
unofficially. There's a, there's a theology part which talks about suffering and then death, and there's a uh, historical part which talks about uh, how to deal with your own death and how to deal with someone else's death. And uh, so it comes in those, it covers all four of those aspects. Now, the uh, suffering and death piece of it, uh, the theology piece, is that, uh, that it's really built on John Paul II, who wrote himself the beach of the Lord, that uh, the evil is the absence of something we expect to have, and to say simply, suffering detects the evil. It, uh, it takes evil we lack, and evil, which is the things we lack, and it's not because I'm told it motivates us to turn from the evil to find the good that we, that we that we're missing. So when we feel hungry, we need food. When we feel out of companionship, we feel lonely, etc. Those things drive us toward the uh, toward the vortex I just enumerated a little bit ago. Now, death also has a positive meaning in God's plan. Death is the door to, to eternal life. Death has meaning to life because what we what we value what we because we value what's useful, rare, and we lost. But if you couldn't lose, if you couldn't lose life, it wouldn't be worth very much. Um, and death makes a current life possible. Every everything that we that yes, just lost them again. Oh, okay, 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 nope. okay. <laughs> all right, <laughs> doctor. I'm sorry, we got a little bit disconnected. So um, I came into the con- well. Could you just repeat, doctor, what you just said? Just briefly. Yeah, I said that uh, that uh, the book has a, a section on suffering, on death. The theology, suffering, the death, and then the festival for uh, on how to deal, die well, and then how to help other people die well. So you know, it's, it's starting yeah. to. Uh, it's great that you do a book like this. You know, back in, and you, you probably know better than I, but back in like the Renaissance time, before the Renaissance time, there were a whole series of books. On dying well, yeah, like like I think it was Saint Robert Bellamy that wrote a book called "The Art of Dying Well," and so you know, yeah, to take to take it on a modern, how would you how would you say that your books differ? Because I read that book by Bellamy years ago, but how would your book approach the subject differently than the ones that would have been written centuries ago? Well, when we were in the 1500s, when this book came out the first time. It was uh, written with the aspect that people were dying at home, and they, they, and they were, and that uh, the emphasis was on dying well, and that this this book would talk about how how they would do so to pray to the saints and all that. Right now, we, we, when when people die now, they die in a hospital more more often than not, and in a hospital's goal is to uh, is to cure them, not to save them. So it's a totally different aspect. And so this is rocking today's, in today's world. In fact, the person today will be, we, will, who's in terminal illness today will be fed with four different possibilities to fight it all the way, which medicalized death, which is, will keep your body alive but not your soul. Then there's, a, there's a, you can embrace death with, with hospice care, which is probably the best, the closest analogy to the Eisenhower Andy. And then, uh, the, uh, you can you can sedate somebody and and just not feed them and they'll die within ten days. That is considered mercy killing, and uh, and then there's of course patient assisted suicide. So, so those options, they're not only only the uh, hospice option is really looking toward the soul, and even that is mostly focused on pain. 
So it's so it's a lot different in terms. Of, you need a, a second source to this because because people are fed only these these choices. Do you do you uh, in the book? Do you address like some of these ethical questions? I realize that's probably not in the realm of the book, but do you touch upon them from time to time, at least from a Catholic perspective? Oh yeah, I, oh yeah, because I, t- I talk about that uh, that w- what is suitable for uh, for a suitable way to, to die in a, in a uh, and and what's not suitable in terms of. Uh, Morality of, of uh, letting someone die versus causing someone to die. Because in, in the Catholic Church, we we allow uh, we, we 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 say that you have to have ordinary care, which means that you have to give people food, water, uh, uh, heat, uh, comfort, and all that. But we don't have to do extraordinary care. We don't need to to go on a hot heart lung machine. We do not have to. Uh, to, uh, to to have a leg amputated, for instance, to keep us alive. It's going to cause us a few things that's more damage than it's worth. We have a choice. We have a personal choice on that matter. And I go through that. Yeah. Yeah. From the, from the standpoint of a priest, I do get the question all the time from people about end of life issues. And, and uh, it's, it's because it's such a common part of life for us. And, and so I would, you know, I mean, it, it sounds like your book would address maybe a lot of these things. How do, how do people find out more about your book and how to order it? Where can they go? Well, t- today, it, it, the book is, is actually being released to the general public on June 20th, but it's oh. available today from, uh, from the publisher. You think? Where, in which pu- Press International uh, Institute. What what's the what's the web what's the website, Doctor? www.sophiainstitute.com and should should look up dying without fear by Paul Shulu. You'll come to it. No, that's great. You're you're the you're the second interview we have had this show with a book on from Sophia. So Sophia Press is a great publishing house, and so. If you made their cut, then your book is good. And so uh, I certainly encourage people to go out there, Dr. Paul Shalou, Dying Without Fear, and check out this book. It's obviously, like I mentioned, there's a, um, several books written on this topic centuries ago to have something like this from a faith perspective uh, for the here and now when we have a different, obviously, medical situation for uh, people in the modern era than what they did back then. Dr. Shalou, you're doing a great service for uh, many of the faithful out there. Do you have any any final thoughts before we head out? Well, I think that uh, that you should recognize that uh, that love is what what makes us go to heaven, and not go to heaven um, is the only um, the only currency that's good in both places. And so, um, and so, when 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 you die, you need to think about God loving you and. And you loving him, that's the way it's at the path. Yeah. No, that's excellent. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Uh, Paul Schlu. Again, the book is Dying Without Fear, and you can get that at Sophia Press. That's Dying Without Fear by Dr. Paul Schlu. Thank you very much, Doctor. Thank, Thank you, you for joining us. You're welcome. Thank All you. All right, have a, good, have a good day. All right, there, there you go, Cindy, that... Uh, Brings a, our sh- show to another wrap, a wrap on this Rapsy show. Rap. Yes. So, so now, now, like 
probably the most exciting part of the whole show is the preview for the next show, which is never as good as this show, but we still have to make the plug for the preview. So, Aaron, are you there? I'm right here. Aaron, what is the next show looking like? Right, we want to hear. On the next Real Presence Live, Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your hosts will be Father Hotchhalter and Karen Selensky, coming to you live from St. Anne's in Bismarck, North Dakota. Their guests will include Jan Federal, representing the upcoming Bishop's Fishing Tournament in South Dakota, and Jason Cutterba, principal of the Holy Spirit School in Fargo, North Dakota, speaking about some changes that have gone at the school recently. All this and more will be coming to you on the next Real Presence Live, Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you, Father Greenstone. Well, well, Aaron, that sounds like an exciting voice. show, but not as exciting as ours. Aaron, no, what was your what, Aaron, Aaron, what was your favorite part of the show today? Well, I did like uh, a lot of the straight talk saying we actually got a lot of good questions, because I know uh, you seem to really bring in the uh, straight talk questions, because I'm not going to name names, but some of our other hosts don't get nearly as many. Ooh. So uh, I, I like that you're very popular, so those are very exciting segments. Well, sometimes I feel like our, our, our questions coming here are a little slow. We only had one person on the air today. Yeah, yeah but they kept still, coming consistently. That's better than I mean, most people get, honestly. Yeah. So we do get a lot of people just writing questions, but I think there's a lot of intimidation factor being on live radio. So uh, I get it. I, I can intimidate. I, I actually, Aaron, I like to, I actually enjoy intimidating. Yes, you do too much. But it's a good skill to have. It is a good skill to have. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to do it too much. So anyhow, yeah. So thank you very much, Aaron. And uh, yeah, I like the, the call-in segments, my favorite. So, uh, so what are you going to do, Cindy, for the rest of the day as we have the last couple of minutes here? I'm going to go home and take a walk and take my dog for a walk and clean my house some more. Sounds, Doesn't it sound exciting? Sounds exciting. What about you? I am going to save souls. That's my job. Oh, I, well, that uh, sounds so much better than what I'm doing. It is better than what you are doing, but we all have our role. Right. Aww. So my job is to save souls. At least, at least I try and help to save souls. It's like I'm not like the saver of souls. Jesus is, but I, I work towards that. Well, direction. then I'm going to go home and say a prayer for you. Oh, for that. thank you. You should do that every day. That's what I can do. You should Just do that pray. for all the priests. All the time. Yep, all the time. All right. You, you more than others. Ah, uh, that's because I'm your pastor. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, anyhow. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been, indeed, a very good show, and we look forward to coming back for the Duluth edition of Real Presence Live in about a month, a little over a month. And, uh, again, we'll say don't forget to call in at the next call-in segment. I'd like yeah. to and thanks that Aaron said that. And so uh, that my challenge is, is to get more callers in, and the best kind are the kind where they call c- for controversial questions. I That's love right. controversy. From Wyoming or somewhere. Yeah, crazy. from Wyoming or Canada. We've never gotten yes. a call from Canada. Canada is canceled Bring it, still. Canada. Still it. canceled. Don't believe Canada <laughs> even exists. All right. Well, may Almighty God bless everybody in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great day, everyone, and goodbye. Peace out. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app.